You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. How magnetic fields can tell the tale of people in the past. This is episode 313 for the 9th of November 2017. This is Dan Bigman from LearnGPR.com, and you are listening to ARC 365, a podcast a day in 2017. Geophysical prospection techniques are used in archaeology to map archaeological sites or find archaeological targets without destroying what's below the ground surface. This is very helpful for the preservation of archaeological sites as well as for minimizing time, money, and labor investments during excavation. Geophysical techniques allow you to identify targets of interest and actually excavate those targets specifically as opposed to just shooting in the dark and trying to find a needle in a haystack uh, uh, as the saying goes. So one of these techniques is what we call magnetometry. And the way that this works is magnetometry measures variations in the local field strength, right? The local magnetic field strength. So what does that mean? Well, everybody should know what the Earth's, that the Earth has a magnetic field. Everybody should know that, that the Earth has a magnetic field. Try to picture in your mind what that magnetic field looks like. And when I say this to people, or I say, show me what it looks like, most people put their fingers from, you know, their, their pointer fingers from their two hands pointing away from them. So you can go ahead and do this too while you're listening to the podcast. And they start doing circles outward, right? So taking each uh, uh, finger, moving upwards towards their, right, pointing away from them, and then pulling their arms apart, their fingers apart, going down in a circle, and then back up in the middle together and out to the sides, right, creating a circle over and over. That's basically what a magnetic field looks like. Well, so wherever you're standing, on the Earth's surface, you're going to have a certain magnetic field strength from the Earth's field itself. And what you're looking for as an archaeologist who's trying to find archaeological targets is a an anomaly, right? A an aberration from the local field from the Earth's field strength. So the Earth will have a field strength of X. And you want to find something that's not X, right? A field strength that is something different. And so we call those anomalies, right? Some sort of transgression from the mean. And so the mean in these cases will be the Earth's magnetic field strength at that point on Earth. Second point is, is if you think again about how what that looks like if your fingers are going, right? You're, you're, you're moving upwards and then bringing them out in a circle, upwards and bringing them out in the circle, then uh, you'll recognize that wherever you are on Earth, the field strength, the field itself may be pointing uh, upwards or downwards. It may be pointing upwards or downwards. And so that's going to have an effect on archaeological targets. So there's, there's a field strength for the Earth, and there's the field's shape, right, the geometry of it for the Earth. Now, if you have a buried archaeological uh, 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 item, like metal, for example, iron, that will have its own magnetic field. And so if that magnetic field is embedded in the Earth's magnetic field, then it's going to partly enhance the field and partly 
detract from the Earth's magnetic field. And so what you get with this enhancement and detracting from the Earth's field is a positive and a negative for that spot, that localized spot on the Earth. So if you're using a magnetometer and you're basically just measuring the Earth's field strength and all of a sudden it gets stronger and then it gets weaker and then it goes back to the Earth's strength, you can infer that there is something buried below the ground surface that might be archaeologically significant. Uh, so one way that this happens is when a target has its own field, has its own magnetic field, for example, a piece of metal. Another way this happens is if an archaeological feature uh, um, like, like a hearth gets burned, right? Something gets burned. Sometimes houses burn down. Happens, this happens quite, quite regularly in, 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 you know, uh, uh, throughout history. Um, or if people are burning things you know, consistently over time, um, like in a hearth where they're making food, then uh, uh, what happens is as you burn that material all above and it burns above the Curie temperature, as it cools back down, it will place all or lock in, freeze all those magnetic dipoles, all those magnetic moments pointing in the same direction. So what this does is it creates a situation where uh, you don't get a bunch of magnetic fields pointing in different directions or magnetic dipoles pointing in different directions, which is typical for the soil, but you get them all pointing in the same direction. And what do you think happens if they're all pointing in the same direction? They enhance the Earth's magnetic field strength at that specific location. So what we're trying to do in archaeology is identify targets Right, archaeologically significant targets, such as artifacts, which could be, you know, iron. This could be relevant Rome and Greece and other places. You know, uh, uh, China also relevant for projects I've worked on, such as Civil War and Revolutionary War projects, where you're trying to look for, uh, um, you know, you could be looking for musket balls and all sorts of other metals, buttons, and things like that. You know, from from soldiers. So you're trying to look for those kinds of things, or it helps us when we're trying to look for other features like hearths or, or, or burned down houses. And that has been, you know, on projects I've worked on that were Native American projects. Certainly houses burned down. A lot of houses had a hearth in them as well. Uh, you know, things like that. Or food processing sites I've worked on where there were burn pits to process nuts and things like that. What we're trying to do is use these non-invasive techniques to map out all of these possibly significant archaeological remains to help archaeologists learn more about the past. So it's a blend of understanding physical sciences with social sciences, because once we can map out where all of these are, we can begin to make inferences about what the activity was, what the behavior was, how people interacted, how they organized themselves, and other things, other questions that archaeologists might have. If you're interested in learning more about how geophysics can be used in archaeology, head over to learngpr.com, put your name and email address in, and we will send you free videos about geophysics to your inbox every single week.
That's it for this episode of ARC 365. Please share this episode on your social media sites so others can have fun and learn about archaeology too. Please consider a donation to ARC 365 by sponsoring an episode for just $35. You can find the sponsor page at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash sponsor ARC 365. Thanks and have a great 2017 with the Archaeology Podcast Network. The song Storm Diggin' was written, performed, and recorded by Steve Webster. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.